0: Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special Corner 3 Fast Break. I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, alongside the Hoops historian himself, Sean Mackey. Sean, how are you doing today? All right. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing fine, thanks. And we have a special guest with us. Ho-ho, we are not alone. We have site manager of the Timberwolf Sports Blog Nation, Canis Hoopus, Eric Goldman, Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you using your time to come talk to us a little bit about some Wolves Hoops. Uh, Just before we get started here, I have a little bit of housekeeping to go over. We are now on Stitcher. You can find us on stitcher.com at the corner three, and we will be on Google Play coming soon, so we'll keep your eyes and ears posted for that. And let's go ahead. Without further ado, let's hop into it. Eric? Eric? The Wolves are looking good this year. We've got a team with an average age of about twenty six to twenty seven. We got Tibbs as the uh, first year coach for the Wolves here, firing on all cylinders with the defense. What is your stance on the current identity of the Minnesota Timberwolves?
2: Well, I think you know it's it, it you know it remains to be seen what their identity will be. I think that you know Tibbs is going to create the identity, and right? he. Is uh, you know for the first time in really quite a while, the wolves have a coach who is going to demand certain things, who is going to establish a culture that is identifiable. Uh, presumably, that will include good team defense, which is something we have not seen much of, <laughs> sure. uh, uh,
1: you know, in, in recent
2: years or arguably, really ever. Uh, well, since at least since KG's first stint here, when he carried the defense, but. Um, So I I think, you know, Tibbs will define the team in a lot of ways. I mean, mean, the talent always matters in the NBA, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. Sure. Um, But in terms of team culture, team identity, I really think that, you know, Tibbs' intention is to establish a culture probably not that dissimilar from what he did in Chicago, Um, lots of defense, lots of – you know, caring about what goes on out there, which has been a up and down proposition for the wolves over the last, you know, decade plus. Sure. <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, we're both resident Bulls fans here in Cincinnati and everything, and I, I made the joke earlier during uh, the U.S.-Australia game, hearing Tibbs yelling from the bench uh, was kind of like when someone falls asleep and gets used to falling asleep next to the train tracks and they move away from the train tracks. To be able to hear the trains again is kind of really nice. I think I'm going to sleep a lot better watching more Wolves games this year. Absolutely.
2: Uh, get that Barking tips. I didn't know you guys were in Cincinnati. I grew up
1: there. Oh, beautiful. Where? Uh, which Which side of the city did you grow up on?
2: Well, actually, actually I grew up in
1: Oxford. Okay. Cool. Uh, and, uh, but then my folks moved
2: down to Clifton and lived there for 20 years. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm in Price Hill and Sean's just south of the bridge, south of the river in uh, Taylorville, Kentucky. Right. Yeah. Uh, so i, I got to ask, just looking at them drafting Chris Dunn and everything, what's uh, what's your stance and what do you think the plan is with Chris Dunn? And Do you think he's going to be taking over the throne for Ricky Rubio as the point guard? Or do you think it's going to be like a passing of the torch? Or do you think it's going to be like a shared workload?
2: Well, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, first, let's establish that Chris Dunn can
1: actually play NBA basketball before <laughs> sure. anything else. I mean, you <laughs> know, it's... It, it's
2: incredible to me how frequently we see this with draft picks uh, where people just assume they're going to step right in to whatever starting role and play you know 2500 minutes or whatever. Rookies don't help you ever. I mean virtually I mean, you know and so let's just I mean I like Chris Dunn. I think he's got a lot of things going for him. Uh You know he's a strong guy. He is aggressive with the ball. He gets to the basket. He, you know, he does things. You know, he looks like he has some real defensive potential. Uh, He's also, you know, an older rookie, which is generally not that great a sign. Uh, He had a good but not historic or even great college career. I mean, let's just—the answer is Ricky Rubio was their best player last season. Uh, Hopefully, he will not be this season. Well, I mean, you know, it'll be towns sure. this year, I suspect. Um, but and I, if you're asking me what I would do, you're getting that answer. If you're asking me what I think they will do, I, they looked into trading Rubio. I'm, I'm fairly confident that's true. Um, they had they valued him. I mean, they valued him clearly. They they you know they could have given him away. They did not do that. They don't want to do that. Uh, so, uh, you know, I suspect what's going to happen this season is is going to be the starting point guard. Uh, Dunn will try to earn the backup job uh, and also might play some two-guard. I mean, that's one of the things we saw in Summer League. Uh, you know, and part of this was just the roster of Summer League. Uh, yeah. You know, but they were playing Tyus Jones at the point and Dunn off the ball uh, when Dunn was able to play, which wasn't that much. Now, obviously, who knows what the plan is or what's going to happen, but, um, you, it wouldn't shock me to see a little bit of that, although, you know, the shooting would be a problem. Uh, and, you know, if Don turns out to be great, better than Rubio, fantastic. Let's deal with that problem, <laughs> which isn't really a problem, right. even when it happens.
1: It's a good problem it's to have. It's not going to happen
2: right now, and Rubio is really good. Right. Uh, um... So, you know, I think he's great. I love having him on the team. I hope he's a long-term member of the team. He's under a great contract for the next three years. Um, I think he's a better option than any other realistic point guard option that might be available to them. And so I don't see the problem. And hopefully, it agrees, and we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens.
0: All right, I have one question for you. Do you think that... Um. Well, quick question: Do you think Rubio is going to be on the team in three years? If you had to
2: guess, um, if I, you know, if you want a yes or no, gun to my head, I would say no. You'd say no. But I, I, but I don't. You know, I don't have. I don't. You know, it could be yes. I mean, I, I don't have any real. I mean, do we any of us know what's going to happen in three years? I sure don't. Right. I mean, I mean, mean, look, guys don't, you know, three years is the length of his contract. Um, I I think at the moment he, you know, Tibbs views the core as probably not including him centrally. It's also true he's never coached him. Yeah. Uh, When he gets him in the gym and sees what he can do, that might change. Rubio does stuff. You know, and so, I mean, if, if I had to guess right now, I, I would say the answer would be no, but, you know, I don't say that with a huge amount of confidence.
1: Now more than ever, I want a Minnesota Timberwolves shirt that just says Rubio does stuff.
2: He <laughs> does. I mean, oh, no,
1: absolutely. Know, it's, true. it's true. Second question.
0: Uh, do you think KG comes back this season and plays one more final year, or do you uh, think
2: Wow. out What have you I, been here? Well, yeah. Not very much. I mean, they don't... One of the one of the things, one of the huge differences between the Tibbs and Scott Leighton regime and the uh, previous, particularly Flip, Sa- Flip Saunders regime, Flip loved to talk. Rest in peace. The man loved to get on the radio and yammer away uh, about anything. It was incredible. And so, you know, I mean, you, would, you know, and, and as a fan, it was great. And sort of as a fan, it was like, Maybe you should not talk so much. Sure. <laughs> uh, Tibbs, Tibbs says nothing. And so they've spoken. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, and I don't, But I don't know what the plans are. I mean, if I had to guess, again, I think he'll probably try and come back one more year. He's got $8 million coming to him.
1: People don't, you know, turn that away easily. Not usually. After
2: having made as much as he has. Um, you know, I think he wants to try to help them get back to the playoffs in one way or another. The truth is, his body can't do it, as we saw, and so we'll see. Um, the truth, you know, and but it's fine. I mean, they don't really need the roster spot exactly. There are other ways to deal with those problems. Um, so, I mean, I'd be happy if he came back and just sort of ceremonially ceremonially, was on the team. Uh yeah. The truth is, even the little the little bit he played last year, he was
1: still incredibly good defensively. I mean it was shocking Absolutely. actually. And so, we'll that's see. kinda how I feel when I when you kinda like look at the makeup of the team, right? Is, is there's these like little almost like planets of skill kind of orbiting the franchise and everything. And I think when you ring in a guy like Tibbs who has a relationship with Garnett, do you think there might be a more probable like probable chance that Garnett may come back as more of like a big-man defensive coach role, or do you think do you think it odds, odds kind of play more into him coming back as a player, or do you think it comes back more in him as maybe working alongside Tibbs on the bench? Oh, he won't be a coach. Uh, I mean, if he comes back, it's under his player contract. Uh, no, a big part of what he does and did last
2: season was, you know, mentor, uh, as it were, you know, for whatever that's worth. Um, the other thing is that... Now, again, this is, you know, I don't have direct sources on this, but I have read from others that the Tibbs-Garnett relationship is not necessarily so great, actually. Yeah. Um, I, you know, to, you know I, I don't think it's broken in any sense, but I, I I, mean, that was the impression I got from a couple of people, Brent Robson, who writes wonderfully for the Minnesota Post uh, uh, min post here um, in Minneapolis um, spoke on it a bit. Um, and I don't know where
1: that comes from or why they obviously you know were incredibly successful together in Boston. sure absolutely. Uh, uh, But also I think Garnett was Garnett feels a lot of loyalty to Sam Mitchell. Who
2: was his mentor as a player when when KG was a young yeah. player, and then obviously coached the Wolves on an interim basis uh, last season, and wound up getting you know no consideration for the permanent job after the season. In fact, was gone in thirty you know thirty minutes after the season. I mean, it was amazingly proactive activity from the wolf's owner which is not something he's known for <laughs> anyway so and i think Carnett was not so happy with that and so i'm not i'm not sure he comes back for tips you know i don't know that they have that sort of relationship where okay. he, he. i'm not saying he won't come back actually he will but it's not because of that relationship i don't think
1: okay that's interesting i would have never guessed that just looking yeah. at the Boston... Like, the, the makeup of that Boston team and everything right. like that. No,
2: I mean, I, it came as a surprise to me, too. And I don't really know any details about it. So, that's all I got.
1: So, l- looking at the, the makeup of the roster and everything, w- one thing I did want to ask is, even if it has to be, like, an addition by subtraction, if you have to, like, take off a guy to add a guy, if you could realistically... I mean, you can't sit there and be like, oh, Steph Curry, because that's an obvious answer. <laughs> if you could realistically... Add a player to the Wolves roster who that you think kind of gets them over that hump. Who would you put on that roster?
2: Well, I mean, what they need. I mean, I don't. You know, I could give you some names, I guess, if I thought about it. Um, what they're really thin on the wing. Uh, they really only have four wing players uh, at all. Two of them. Are Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine? Obviously, he, there's a lot of belief in those two oh, absolutely. By a lot of people. Um, after that, it's Shabazz Muhammad, who's really not has major issues, and they signed Brandon Rush, who is, you know, at best a 15 minute a night guy, probably. Um, you know, a star wig player that maybe sent Levine to the six man role. Would be an incredible addition for them. I mean, they—they, they, I, you know, they did speak about Jimmy Butler at the draft with, um, with the how, Bulls. How,
0: how um, do you, you feel about that? Did you? Would you have done that trade? Which, and, which, the which Dunn, trade? The, uh, the Dunn and uh, Levine trade for Butler. Oh, without thinking twice. That's okay. It. Yeah. Okay. No question. Yes. Okay. I mean
2: that. Uh, yes. <laughs> we <You> were
0: <know, laughs> just
1: unequivocally yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, uh, yeah they started, like, they're, you know, I'm, like, looking at my phone and I'm getting, like, all these alerts and stuff, and it's like, well, it's like, it, you know, it seems imminent that he's going to go there, it, you know, it, this this is, you know, progressing, 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 and then David Aldridge comes out, like, less than a sec later, and, like, there is no chance of this trade happening.
2: Yeah. Like, completely, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly. I mean, the truth is, I think, a couple of days. It's going on there, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I look, a lot of teams want it done. When the Celtics passed on done, uh, I know the Wolves' phones blew up, and you know how involved the Bulls were. I couldn't say how serious that ever was. I don't know. Um, I, I, certainly, I would have done that trade without thinking twice, which is I suspect why the Bulls wouldn't. Um, you know, <laughs> and look, the Bulls are not the Bulls are not exactly you know aggressive when it comes to these sorts of things. They don't
1: unless give it involves up Kirk Hinrich.
2: You know, they don't make trades like this right? right i mean that's just not what they do and i don't i can't blame them in this instance i certainly wouldn't have done it if i were them um, you know and so so a guy like that um you know i you know or they could also uh, a great addition would be a real star stretchy type four um you know, if they had, for example, I mean, you know, again, he's under contract with somebody else, so just to answer your question, yeah. uh, if they had a, you know, they could get their hands on uh, Paul Millsap. Ooh. You know, that that's would a be... Good that, that's, a, that's perfect. Yeah. That, I mean, that would be an incredible addition for them. Uh, uh, somebody who's, who's an honest-to-goodness four who can defend, rebound, and shoot. I mean, you know, that would be, uh, you know, maybe even more than the star wing player would be... Uh, would fit into their roster needs incredibly well.
1: You throw out Paul Millsap, and I'm just sitting here thinking, man, Wilson Chandler a couple of years ago would have been great. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, a healthy version of, right? I mean, yeah. you know, Wilson Chandler, who actually could play. Right. Would be great. Um, you know, yeah, but although, speaking of the Nuggets, I mean, even a, you know, Gallinari would be an incredible addition for the world.
1: So sure. A guy like that, not quite the sort of tough defender as Millsap, but, you know, with the offensive gifts of the poor...
2: Would be would be a terrific addition. And right now, their front court is a little awkward. Um, Towns is obviously the big star. Uh, Late in the year, uh, you know, they were starting Towns and uh, uh, Jeng together, uh, which actually were okay. They actually won some games, and that is a decent offensive combination. I'm not sure it's a long-term answer. Um, I mean, Towns does have the range to sort of step out. Chang actually has a nice mid-range jumper himself. But who's guarding the stretch fours with those two? I mean, Towns could sort of do it, but is that what you want him doing? It's a little awkward, those two. And after that, you know, the other guy could sort of play four next to Towns um, is uh, Nemanja... Uh, who was a rookie last year, uh, a Serbian guy who won the EuroLeague MVP two years ago. Uh, Wolves drafted him a few years ago. He came over. uh, He had an up-and-down rookie year, but he seems like the guy you want playing 20 minutes off the bench, not in your starting lineup. So uh, they could use help in that way. I mean, they have bodies, but not quite... uh,
1: not quite that kind of player. Sure. So.
2: Hang hey, uh, guys. Hang on one second. Yeah, sure okay, thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey,
1: yeah. okay, sorry, I'm yeah. That's all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> we're good. We're good. So, uh,. I am an awful prognosticator. I'm I'm not good at these kinds of games here. But if you could just you know see the season, 82 games later, where where do you realistically see the the wolves finishing? And you know like any hiccups along the way. What what do what do you see for this team? You know, come March April of of 2017 and everything.
2: Oh, I hate these questions too. I do. Uh, Look, here's the thing. I am. Pessimistic bastard. I admit it. I, you know, <laughs> I. I've been watching this team not win for
1: twelve years. Right. So, you know. So
2: it's hard in some ways, and I hate that. I mean, I hate. Well, I hate having watched them lose for twelve years. Yes, but I mean, I, I hate that, that. That I am that. Um, I. I. But so I'm gonna sort of force myself to be more optimistic here. I. They've got a shot. I mean they could make the playoffs. I mean they really I mean I, and I think they kind of need to. Uh, I mean it's getting to the point where I mean obviously they have a lot of young players now and they've been through several cycles of attempting to rebuild And
1: When do you stop calling it rebuilding? Right. It's been
2: bad forever. Uh, you know. Um, so but you know, look, to the extent that Wiggins is one of your core pieces here he's entering his third year i mean that's when you make a leap right i mean that's when a lot of guys make leaps and he needs to make a leap levine same way really i mean not quite at that level maybe but um similarly he's entering his third year it's time towns is a somewhat different story i mean he is gotta guy he's gonna reach his peak much sooner he's gonna be excellent this i mean he was great last year as a rookie um and he's going to be amazing this season. Rubio's a veteran. Uh, you know, Jang is uh, reaching that status, where it's like, okay, it's this is it's time now. They have tips. Yeah, it might take a while for everything to settle in, for tips, defensive teachings to take hold. Uh, um, but it needs to happen this year, and I think it can. Uh, you know, that said, it's the Wolves, they, you know, I don't remember what a Wolves playoff game is like. So, you know, it could be. So, I mean, it could be. They won 29 games last season. You know, it would be devastating, if they didn't improve at all. I mean, so, and I think that's pretty unlikely, barring yeah. injury disasters. Uh, so, I mean, you could be talking anywhere from 35 to. 45-46 40 wins, I think. Sure. And which end of that they're on,
0: you know, who knows? Tibbs is going to turn that team around, man. I mean, I, I'm super, super excited to watch the Wolves this season. It's yeah. Gonna, they 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 have the best outlook of any young team right now, and they have a fantastic coach. And I you know I hope they pull it together. And um, who's going
2: to play the four? Who's going to start at the four this year? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I, I think at least at the beginning of the year, you're going to be looking. I mean, it depends on. I mean, I always sort of identified the lineup last season as Jang as the four and Towns as the five. Yeah. But, you know, that's a somewhat uh, metaphysical. You, know, like, you could argue that <laughs> Towns is really the four on that setup. And they switched off guarding; it just depended on who the opponent was. So, I mean, I think the starting four and five, at least to start of the year, presuming KG can't play, yeah. um, will be Towns and Chang. Okay. Um, as I don't really see any other options. I mean, yeah, that's that's what I would go with. Yeah, and you know, it worked. I mean, I, again, I'm not entirely sure that's a long term answer, and I think it runs into some defensive issues against. Uh, You know, decent number of guys in the league. Um, But I suspect that that's that's what they'll go with right now. Yeah.
1: So, one bold Minnesota Timberwolves prediction. It can be as eccentric, off the wall as you want it to be. Just one big bold. Like, to be the guy that says, yeah, I said that. What would you say your bold prediction for the Wolves this season is? Oh, man.
2: I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, they finish in the... Well, I, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud because I'm not even sure I believe it. But, <laughs> uh, they finish in the top half of the league defensively.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That. And, I mean, that's... I, look, they've been the worst defensive team in the league over the last few years, but I think Tibbs is really good. Oh, um, absolutely. So, uh, Man's a wizard. You know, I mean, look. Alright, I'll leave it at that That's my, that's my bold prediction I don't know I dig how bold it. it is I, now, I don't it. know how likely it is, but there
2: you go I like that Optimism, what the Absolutely. hell Absolutely It's August Right, yes. no time I, like the present
1: I, I, I,
0: Yes I've got a uh, Alex has got some, some quick questions for you in a second But um, just off the top of your head Who are your top favorite Wolves? Top five of all time Ooh, of
2: all time. Okay. Yes. Um,
0: well, KG. KG. Um, yeah. uh, Rubio. Uh,
2: Malik Sealy. Um, uh, Steph Larbury, who I loved and everybody else hated. Oh. Um. And. Come yeah, I mean, I, I, he's, you know, whatever. I mean, he was a pain in the ass in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I used to buy his shoes at Stephen Barry's.
0: Right? Yeah, man. Exactly.
1: There you go. And then they'd fall. we'd buy them on Tuesday. They'd fall apart by Tuesday afternoon. But, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> oh, did I mention
2: five? Did I get five?
1: You got Not four. It. It's right, four. What did I say? Rubio, Marbury. We got Rubio, KG, Marbury, Marbury and Sealy. Sealy. And,
2: um, and, uh, oh God, so many. Um. Uh, well, okay, I mean, I'll, I, uh, Nikola Pekovic. Okay. 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 Yeah, I'll take it. Awesomely fun player. Uh, was so good when he was healthy, unfortunately, I mean, he's still on the roster, but I just can't imagine him being able to play. Um, uh, and, you know, he really only had a couple, you know, one or two or a year and a half healthy, but man, that guy was a load. Yeah. Plus the tattoos. I mean, it's so good. It is so good.
1: Google heck tattoos. I'm going I mean, to have to do that.
2: Oh yeah, it's I'm excited. You've given I me something just, to do. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay, so before we wrap up here, I'm just gonna throw some non-basketball related questions at you, just for okay. fun here. All right, just don't think, just answer. Best movie. Uh, Godfather. Your go-to drink or cocktail. Uh, Quintreau on the rocks. Best way to cook a steak. On the grill. And best superpower. Oh, invisibility. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> are, yeah, that's great. So, Eric, uh, before we wrap up here, go ahead. Is there any other, is there places where people can reach you? Uh, you want to you pimp your site a uh, little bit or anything? Uh, well, we're at uh,
2: kinesupus.com. Uh we write about the wolves, we write about the lynx, um we talk about all kinds of stuff, basketball and not basketball, um and uh on Twitter at Canasupus, um and that's us, that's me, well that's us, not just me. Uh and we have fun, so yeah, and we're looking forward to a exciting wolf season. So So are we.
1: We are pumped. I'm very
2: excited. They're our Western
1: Conference favorites right now. Just to just to watch, just to see that happen. All right, should be a good one. All right, guys, take care. That's been Eric Goldman, with the site manager of the Timberwolves blog, Canis Lupus. Again, this has been the Corner Three. I'm Alex Derrickson. This is Sean Mackey. You can if you want to reach us, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Soon to Be Google Play at the Corner Three Podcast. Visit us at thecorner 3net And you can also find us on Facebook at Corner Three Basketball, Twitter at the Corner Three Pod, and Instagram at the Corner Three Podcast. Like I said, you'll see us soon on Google Play, but make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell your family and friends. Eric, it's been great having you on here. Thank you, sir.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. it Have fun. a good night. Thank you. Yeah,
0: Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.